The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. Yeah. 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 They just have to understand and feel shame. Ew, look at those tentacles. They're so gross. They look like weird, creepy penises. Ah! Get that body. I'll determine how sweet this backflip is. <laughs> yes, you know that hits. Don't give me that look. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the word for aid, but given Yarfik, it's probably just aid. Yeah, same shit, different day. <laughs> Olash. You're unconscious. <laughs> Thanks for the <laughs> reminder. Oh, right, I'm an orc. I just wanted to see who you would choose, me or Ilja. <laughs> this is a test that you failed. <laughs> Cackling Agatha says hello. Huh? Hello. Get in the car, kids. We're going on a drive. A review drive, that is. Uncle Sam wants you to review us on any existing podcast platform or to invent a new one and review us there. That's totally cool, too. If slash when you do, screenshot that bad boy and send it to us at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com along with your address and we'll send you a bomb sticker. We will not, I repeat, will not order a bunch of pizzas and send them to your home. We just want to give you a cool thing in return for doing a cool thing for us. Now, let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the party faced off against panther-like beasts at their campsite. It was a tense fight that saw both Olash and Ildov knocked unconscious. Ildov also received a strange message from an imp that cackling Agatha says hello. Cassian was able to trick one of the beasts into knocking over a tree, and soon after, a gigantic crow flew over, landing in the street. Then, in a flash of green light, it turned into the furbog, Blackwing, who said, Hello, and then asked what happened to the tree. And that is where we pick up. Yarfik and Olash are in the street, squaring off with one of the beasts, while Ildov and Cassian are in the camp, facing the other one that knocked over the tree. Blackwing is in the street as well. We'll keep our initiative order from last time, so first up is Ildov, and Blackwing will go when the bystanders go. So, Ildov... What would you like to do? Well, someone should probably answer Blackwing. I mean, it stands to reason that that could be useful. But I'm also nervous about that thing. I'm just gonna build up just as that that thing knocked it over. So you're just pointing at the yeah. uh, the the beast. Yeah. And and d- doing it. He did it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but like with a, it's sort of a gentle flourish, you know. It's not. It's not like a like a bratty two year old. Oh, you're not doing it like a tattle. Right. Got it. This is a sophisticated yes. rat. It's a, it's a matter of fact statement. I, I like the idea of a tattle versus a sophisticated rat. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we may have already found our episode title, folks. <laughs> Where are those uh, weird country titles? Yeah. Sophisticated rat. Uh, okay, so uh, speaking like that's a free action, because that's just a short thing. You're just pointing and saying he did it, oh, so you okay. can still do something as well. Well, then I'm going to Eldritch. I can blast that guy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Then that's what I'm going to do. Roll for it. Um, that's a 20, not natural. That hits. Okay. Oh, I get two of these, right? Uh, yeah, I believe you're a 2 D10s now. That's a 10 and a 2. Nice. So you uh, raise your, your rod of the pack keeper and point at the beast, and uh, simultaneously with saying he did it, you summon that force energy and fire out a black force beam at it, just raking across its side as it's still a, a decent distance away from you right now. Are you staying put? Yeah, for now. Okay. Then Cassian is up next. Cassian today will be played by committee by the rest of you. So, uh, three-headed monster, what's Cassian up to? Cassian is next to Olash, yeah. uh, next to Ildov, rather, currently. He had just summoned the minor illusion that made the the uh, the beast knock the tree over. He's probably addressing Blackwing by saying, welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That seems likely. And then going on to say, we truly could use your aid in this situation as we have not damaged the forest that we've been standing in, but these wonderful panther creatures are just making us feel completely outmatched. I love that your impression of Cassian is William Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, does he do anything? Um, he could, does he, have, does he have his rapier or his bow? Uh, he was using his longbow most recently. Takes on the shot at the displacer beast? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Someone roll for it. Ooh. So, 17 plus 6. That hits. I believe D it's a D8. Eight. <laughs> the beast growls. <laughs> Nine. Cassian gives his Im impassioned, long, stilted speech to uh, to Blackwing, uh, saying, you know, these beasts are, are the ones responsible. Please help us uh, and aid us in this. And then uh, knocks another arrow, lets it loose, and hits the, uh, the beast in... Uh, this is the third different shoulder he's now hit it in. <laughs> Still got three to go if he wants the full hat trick on everything, but but he's getting there. And it scowls. Uh, the, the the beast over here, the uh, the west beast, it's the westernmost beast, uh, it's not looking great. Uh, it's You can see it's, it's sort of struggling to hold itself up a little bit. A lot of that sort of like... Uh, lavender iridescent blood is is leaking out in the various wounds that you all have caused to it. It's still got that sort of like veiny pulsing patch from where you cast vampiric touch on it. Um, mm. It's not looking good at all. Next up is Olash. I'm raging, right? You are still raging, yes. Alright, I'm just gonna take a, take a couple more swings at uh, that one. At the East Beast? At the East Beast. <laughs> Do I, do I have disadvantage? Um, I'm trying to remember if anyone hit that one at the end of the last fight, and I believe you do have disadvantage. I don't think it really matters, because that was a really bad roll, so. Well, <laughs> but you also get more than one attack. Oh, that one was worse, actually. Okay, so. <laughs> well, lucky you. Um, so that's 10. Uh, 10 does not hit. Yeah, but okay, so second hit. Let's see if you can get him on the backswing. First roll is 18. Second roll is 18 plus 8. Do you want to use the first 18 or the second 18? <laughs> um, second 18. Okay, that was a good choice because the first <laughs> one didn't hit. <laughs> so 11, 13. 13 points of damage. 
so you go to swing at it once, uh, and once again, just though that sort of like dissociated image that it has, you slice through the wrong one. Um, but you immediately just backswing uh, through both of them this time, very wide arc, uh, and you manage to catch it in the side and just sort of like lodge the blade of your axe right above its shoulder, uh, right above the middle shoulder. Uh, and the, uh, well, it's got three on each side. <laughs> Got to be specific. Uh, but yeah, you lodge your axe in its side, and suddenly the images just, just meld together, and it's easy to see exactly where it is now. Uh, so um, if anyone else chooses to attack it this round, it will also... Uh, uh, they will not have disadvantage. Uh, stay in put? Uh, yeah, okay. stay put. Uh, so next up is the bad guys. Oh, and uh, we'll deal with the East Beast first. Uh, it's going to tentacle swipe one at each of you, one at Yarfik and one at and Olash. And I'm going to impose disadvantage on Olash. Okay, so, so you're going to use your reaction. Yep. You haven't picked up your shield yet. I can still do it. I don't need a shield to do it. I just throw something in the way. So my okay, arm, so you can just like hammer, throw your arm away. I'm just imposing basically like getting in their way to Gotcha. Just making sure. To protect. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a shield. So that is a... I use my body for protection. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Uh, that is a... Uh, with disadvantage of 15 on Olash. Pretty sure that doesn't uh, usually work. Uh, yeah, that hits. Okay. Oh, damn. 10 points of bludgeoning damage reduced to 5 because you are raging. Yeah. And one point of piercing damage, well, two points of piercing damage reduced to one because you are raging. So six points of damage total on that hit, and then towards you, Yarfik, mm -hmm. as I knock my own glasses off of my head, uh, that is a 20 not natural. Yeah, of course it hits some two down anyways. Yeah. Uh, so that is seven points of bludgeoning damage and four points of piercing damage. As you... Uh, so, Olash, you you hit it in the side with your axe and sort of lodge the blade of it in there, and then it's uh, you sort of being stuck there in that moment. Um, it lashes out with one of its tentacles and slaps you. Uh, <laughs> Yarfik, you attempting to get in the way uh, of it, it, it just easily sweeps at you with, with the other one and hits you in the side of the head. These, like, spiky protrusions just sort of leaving. You feel perforated almost. It's uh, It's very disturbing. Uh, and slightly exfoliating. Uh, <laughs> My skin never felt so open. Yeah. Uh, so that's that one. The other one, uh, yes, the West Beast. See, the West Beast is uh, sees that it just knocked the tree down. Uh, is a little bit confused about where the tasty dwarf that it saw before was, um, but can't seem to find it because it rolled really poorly. Uh, to figure out what was going on. So it's actually just going to, uh, in a rage, step forward and take a swing at Vin. Uh, and that is a 23. But Vin, Vin's AC is like 37. Uh, uh, nope. Oh. <laughs> but a riding horse does have 13 HP, if I remember correctly. Uh, so that is 10, no! 10 bludgeoning damage. And one piercing damage. Oh my god. Now I know where oh I'm going. God. Spare the dying on a horse. So, uh, so Vin takes 11 points of damage Vin. total as uh, it just swipes out with one of its tentacles, uh, oh. raking down the side, makes this horrible neighing sound, and sort of rears back, pulling the stake out of the ground that was keeping it there. And that is their turn, Earthic. All right, um, I know it's a bonus to re say the word and bring my shield back, so I'm going to say, Tira! Okay. Have it come back to me. And I reach out and go, Olash, take this mother down. 
and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on you. Okay. So that is, it is 1d8 plus d8 plus 12, 2d8. That's how you cast Cure Wounds? Those are the words? I don't know. I don't have to do that. I'm touching I'm speaking to her, so. Oh. I don't actually say a word for it. It's more touching. It's more the thought and the Inspiration. Feel. So that's 11 hit points for you. Oh, thank you so it's, much. Uh, it's love and touch and healing. And I don't have two bonuses, right? I only get one bonus action. Per one bonus action per turn. Okay. You get an action, a bonus action, a and a reaction and movement. Uh, I'm not gonna move those. There's no reason to move. So I'm gonna just, uh, yeah, I'm gonna stay right there, right there. But now I have this with me. And it's floating around. Okay. Next up are the bystanders. So uh, we'll start with Beatrice and Claude. They're fine. They're totes cool. <laughs> Guys. I don't, I have been rolling better for them than I have rolled for any character I have ever played in any game in my entire life, including Monopoly. We know by the end of this adventure they are going to be the heroes of legend because it's yeah, just be those probably. Two. Vin and 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 uh, even Daybreak now are freaked the fuck out because Vin just got attacked. It was right next to Daybreak. Vin pulled up his stake. Uh, he's actually moved off into the uh, into the road now, um, and Daybreak is is like hoofing at his stake in the ground, trying to get it up. Really freaking out. Not happy. And Blackwing. Oh God. Blackwing hears your impassioned words of uh, he did it. <laughs> and uh, whatever the whole speech that, that Shatner gave was. And he looks around, seeing the fallen tree, right? Yeah, he easily sees the fallen tree. Uh, <laughs> had to make sure. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. And he, what is he going to do? Because he's got some options, folks. Yes, he does. He's got some boss-ass shit. Uh, he is going to, he uh, takes his staff, puts it in his left hand, and he points at the uh, the beast that, uh, the East Beast currently, the one that, uh, that Olash and Yarfik are fighting against. And um, he looks at it and his eyes flash green. You can see he's whispering something under his breath, but you can't quite hear it. Um, and uh, he... Uh, so the creature needs to make a save. So this is a constitution saving throw as he casts Blight. Oh, jeez. Uh, and he did not make that saving throw. So uh, Blight is 8d8. Pretty cool, you guys. Uh, so that is 3 and 5 is 8. 8 and 8 is 16. And 3 is 19. And three is 22, and four is 26. And 10 is 36. So he whispers something under his breath. You can't quite hear it. And then all of a sudden, from all over this beast, you see these sort of blackened uh, spots forming on its on its body, on its tentacle, on its head. Um, some of them have these like strange pustules that form and just sort of pop and ooze. Is, is it looks like this creature is sort of half frying and half just parts of it are, are literally dying on its body. It yelps in pain. It, it scratches at itself trying to do something about it, but there's nothing that can be done as it it looks almost like it's um, like it's being forcibly dried and desiccated in parts. It's it's not enough to kill it, but it looks awful and like it is in, in serious, serious pain. So that is that one. <laughs> Sorry, just had to do math really quick. Uh, and then he is going to stride forward into the camp. If you can move 
him? Yeah, right there, just so he can get a view of everything else. And um, and he will say, uh, friends, I fight with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, and we're back to the top with Ildo. I can just give, give all our stuff like, <laughs> Now just to convince him to join us <laughs> for travels. So, I'm no, sorry, no, which one... Else travels. Sorry, which one was not... Was it... He attacked that. He, he attacked, attacked that the one, one that was fighting Olash and Yarfik. Both of them look like hot buttered garbage right now. All right. Well, kind of you know what's better than hot buttered garbage? What? Burnt buttered garbage. Oh, snap. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sounds like someone's going to turn up the heat. <laughs> Dang. Uh, I'm going to Eldritch Blast burns. this guy again. Okay. Ooh, that's a 19. 19 hits. Uh, so it's 2d10. 2d10. Let's a do... A 2d10. A 2d10. A 2d10. A 2d10. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, improv jokes. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just rolled double ones? That's an 11, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you you raise the rod of the Pact Keeper, and, and you, yeah, you, you say some like really, you. like, boss-ass <laughs> shit. You're just like... Hey, son of you, son of a bitch! You burnt. Did you do it like sideways, like kill shot? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Sideways kill shot, and you fire out a beam, and it just sort of glances. Uh, like it hits. It still does damage. It doesn't do as much as you were hoping yeah. that it might do. Uh, you know, it still takes some pain. Uh, you stay put. Been hanging out with Cassian for too long. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, haven't we all? Mm-hmm. It's I'm gonna. Can I? I'm gonna. Can I try to go catch Vin? I don't know how well that's gonna work. Uh, yeah. You can. You can try. What's my? I believe thirty feet. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. She's looking at Randall Hamlin to see if she can stop the horse. Well, she won't be able to do that till her next turn. Right. Anyway, yeah. Sure so I'm gonna action, so. go that way. Okay. Uh, next up is Cassian. Uh, I I would think Cassian, seeing that Daybreak's about to break his thing, probably would go for try to stop him from running away, unless he wants to attack the panther again. Uh, yeah, that's probably he probably would. If he notices that Daybreak's about to run, because that's the thing. Maybe like shoot an arrow at the thing and then go to Daybreak, or vice yeah. versa. Yeah, I like that. Probably do both. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead and roll to roll to hit. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, 11. 11 does not hit. Okay. Uh, so he knocks an arrow, but he's he's distracted by, by Daybreak losing <laughs> his shit. Uh, so he fires, and it just goes wide, sort of off into the forest. Uh, luckily, you do not hear the twang of it hitting a tree. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. So you don't have to deal with that, uh, but he uh, he runs over to Daybreak uh, with the intent to try and, and quell him. And he's like, uh, shh, 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 welcome. <laughs> uh, Olash. Olash is just going to keep swinging okay. at the East Beast. Uh, you do not have disadvantage. Okay, Because Because um, he was hit. Ooh. So that is uh, 16 plus 8. That hits. 15. Paint me a picture. Uh, so currently, uh, it's got uh, a large wound in its stomach that mm-hmm. is dripping lavender iridescent blood from where you stabbed it repeatedly with your dagger. Yeah. Uh, it's got a large wound in its side from where you just hit it with your axe prior. Uh, it's got these black splotches uh, sort of unevenly all over its body and on the tentacles uh, where its skin looks very taut and very weak. Are any of its tentacles positioned in such a way that I could do a swing where I cut one of its tentacles off and then also, like, 
lodge my axe in it, like at the nape of its neck. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, technically, so both of its tentacles were were jutted forward because it had just attacked both you and Yarfik. And since they they come from the the frontmost set of shoulders, uh, they would likely be extended forward. So if you were to cut, you could you could feasibly sever both of them. Well, that's the and dream. the neck. That's the dream. So yeah, I do that. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, it's uh, it has already lashed out to attack both you and Yarfik, uh, and while its tentacles are still forward, you uh, pull your axe out of its side and, in one fluid motion, swing it up and around and down, and you sever both the tentacles quite easily, actually, uh, both through those sort of blackened spots that Blackwing had left on it, uh, and you feel much less resistance through it than you had prior uh, when you were trying to attack it, and they just sort of, not even slice, but almost break, almost as if they had become brittle under under um, whatever he did, and they just crack off, uh, and then your, your axe embeds itself in the nape of the creature's neck, stops when it hits the uh, the, the spine itself. Well. But you can see the light instantly leave its eyes as the body just plummets to the ground. The tentacles each fall to the ground, and you can see them just sort of having these, like, reflexive death throws, just sort of moving around a little bit until a second later they come to a stop. Oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> what, ar- what arms are you taking? I don't want those tentacles. That's just gross. But it has three um, shoulders. I don't, I don't think I want arms from this one, because they're not really arms. They're like they're, they're legs, legs, and there's a difference. There is a difference. Uh, you still have movement and another attack. Oh, you're right, I do. Can she jump to the other one? <laughs> she can. She can also move. Uh, what, fifty feet? Because you're raging. I believe you are correct. Uh, yeah, by ten feet, and I have forty, so I can move fifty feet. Uh, you wouldn't be able to get quite close enough. You'd be sort of at the other end of the log. Even if you were to Even to jump, you would still. Um, not quite close the distance, but you could at least get in front of Ildov. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get in front of. Well, no. Oh, that's right, because Ildov be, went. Uh, yeah, went I want to be like right there, uh, but but you know, and then, I, but I have another attack. Mm-hmm. Like I could throw a javelin. You sure could. So I'm gonna throw a javelin. Okie dokes. We know how I like my javelin. <laughs> Sticking out of everyone. So my javelin, uh, so that's 20 not natural. Okay, uh, and yes, Ildov just hit it before, so um, it's it, you don't have disadvantage. Oh, great. So go ahead and roll, uh, roll damage. Seven. Seven points of damage. So you uh, run over after felling the East Beast, and uh, along the way, you pull out one of your javelins because you know you're just not going to make it in time before this thing moves on its own. Uh, and you launch one at it, uh, and you get it uh, sort of like right through one of its legs, sort of almost uh, piercing through the ground uh, into it. Um, so you can see it'll probably need to, to like pull itself free before it's going to be able to move. It's not quite dead yet, but it does look pinned for the moment. Uh, but it definitely doesn't look good. Uh, and now it is the bad guy's turn. Uh, so East Beast is is dead. Uh, West Beast is going to pull itself free, uh, which it does surprisingly easily. Um, so it is pulled itself free, and it is going to rush forward and go right after Olash. Uh, first one is a 16 to hit. That hits. And the second one is a uh, 25. That 
also hits. Which I believe also <laughs> hits, yes, because it is a higher number. <laughs> but only slightly more. Yeah. Uh, so that is uh, 10 points of bludgeoning reduced to 5, and 6 points of piercing reduced to 3 on the first swipe. And then 10 points of bludgeoning reduced to 5, and 2 points of piercing reduced to 1 on the second swipe as it uh, rushes over, just bounds up onto the log itself so it has the high ground um, and just bam, bam, with both tentacles hits you. Is everything okay? Uh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm t- trying to do math. It was, uh, it would no, be... No, I know how, I know how much it's it was. 15, it's yeah. 15 total yeah. hit points. Uh, it's 14. 14, 14 total. 14. And next up is Yarfik. I'm going to turn and run toward... Uh, Diesel. Okay. Until uh, I think I can get that's to here. Vin. That's Vin. Oh, that's Vin. Diesel's Sorry, already Diesel's off the map. Well, I'm still running toward both ones that were running, but mm-hmm. get as close as I can. And then I'm going to turn to the uh, Displacer Beast and Guiding Bolt it right in the face. Okay, roll for it. And I just yell, Agia's Light, and bam. So it's uh, 17 plus 6. Roll again. You have disadvantage. That's right. I oh, no, she got hit. It got hit last turn. It just had its turn. Oh, okay. It didn't get hit. No. Okay. Yeah. It resets on its turn. So that is 15. Uh, 15 hits. All right, so this is this is at second level because all the spells I have left, that's so more damage. I used to play a rogue, so I have tons of d6. 21 points of damage. Paint me a picture, because you just destroyed this thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it had two hit points left. <laughs> seeing it attack Olash again, and after I just healed her up, she's doing much better. I pour every ounce of my rage and everything else and protection into my my goblet, my uh, my tankard, mm-hmm. and I just like shove it forward, kind of like a like a, a cannon, and just pour everything I've got into it, like screaming, "Agia's light!" Okay, so uh, so you uh, see Olash uh, take damage, and and in this just rush to defend your friend. You pour all of the radiant energy you have left in you into your tankard, hold it in the center of your chest, and just like Iron Man's repulsor (laughs) in a last-ditch effort, you fire out this radiant beam uh, that flies out uh, just in in the shape of a mace and crashes into the side of the creature, leaving this like glowing pulse beacon on it, knocking it over. Uh, it sends it flying about ten feet to the side till it skids to a stop, uh, not moving at all. And then and uh, the, like, the eyes droop, tongue lolling out of its mouth, the tentacles just sort of all akimbo on the ground around it, and everything seems calm for the moment. Uh, Diesel is still off down the road, far enough now that you can't even see him. Uh, Vin is still freaking out in the road. Daybreak still sort of huffing and pulling at his uh, his bonds. And Blackwing sort of looking around, trying to make sure that this was all that needed to be dealt with. So what are you guys doing? I'm going to try to get closer to um, Vin and calm down. So roll Animal Handler. 22. 22. Uh, so you approach Vin very calmly. You, you stow your, your maul uh, and, and approach him very calmly. You're able to, to grab his reins and, and, you know, and, and shush him. Uh, you take out some marshmallows from your pouch because you've always got those. Feed him them, cal- uh, you know, uh, feed them to him rather. Oh, yeah. Tops. Calm him down, pet him a whole bunch. And finally he stops, he stops bristling and stops pulling at you and, and is able to calm down, but you can see that he's he's listing a little bit to the left. Um, he's he's trying to put his weight on the left because he got he got hit very hard on the right side. I'm gonna whisper to him in his ear. 
a healing word, basically. So okay. I'm just, I'm just like, oh, don't do it. Do you have spell slots left? I have two. I have one more second level spell slot. Okay, cool. So just making sure. I'm gonna whisper oats, oats, oats. Okay. So it's because it's second level that does a lot more stuff. So healing word. So it's um, three d four. So nine points of healing. Isn't it plus your spell casting modifier too? One d four. Yeah, plus my spell casting modifier too. So. So nine plus what five? Six. Six. Yeah. Okay. So he's back up to full health. Yeah. So you you whisper healing oh, words <laughs> into his ear, and and all of a sudden this sort of massive bruise and blood that's on his side just stitches up. Uh, he's confused, but he is no longer in you know in a terminal case of any kind. Uh, I don't know if we'll um, right after to get Diesel back, but I'm gonna ask Blackwing if he thinks he could maybe find Diesel. Uh, you're. What is going? Uh, what is going on? One of on? our horses ran down the road, and uh, we can't we can't see him anymore. Is there is there any way you could track him down? Do you know? Oh oh, and he uh, he looks at one of the the large crows that's on his shoulder on the one on his left shoulder, and he says something to it in crow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys can't understand it, and uh, it it flaps its wings once, takes off into the air, and goes flying down the road. And then he sort of looks back at you, doesn't say anything. As someone that can speak to animals but has to do a ten-minute ritual beforehand, I am very impressed. Kathak <laughs> is getting a run for his money tonight. Uh, what, what, uh, what happened? Uh, the, those creatures just kind of came on us out of nowhere and started attacking us. And uh, the thing on the ground there by the oxen uh, came in the form of a crow, so we thought you were around, you know, watching over us, and we didn't think about anything until it came right into the campsite. Oh. Uh, no, I would to leave you alone. I respect privacy. We do appreciate that. He walks over to the the West Beast, sort of pokes at it with his staff, uh, and looks it over picks up one of the tentacles and like drops it and um i i have never seen beasts such as these before i should like to study them Uh, i can say for all means please uh, by all means please do we've never seen these before either where did they come from did you bring them no We've never seen anything like these before. We, we were sleeping, and, you know, and Cassian here was on watch, but uh, he just saw the crow, and all of a sudden they appeared out of the woods, and we, we had to defend ourselves. Hmm. This is, uh, troubling. I, I worry now that they will appear elsewhere in my forest. That is a worry. And what of this small red one? He motions to the imp. Uh, like I said... That currently has a large hole in its chest. Cassian says, you know, it deceived us. Uh, I was reading my book and I thought it was a crow and it kept hanging around the campsite like we said and, and we thought it was you watching over us, but then it turned into this red thing and, and attacked us. Oh, it masqueraded as a crow. <laughs> I... That has a very large word, yes, but it's correct. Crow? (laughs) Sure, crow. I do not appreciate when nature is made a mockery of. 
That's he quite spits on it. Ooh. <laughs> Can I like detect anything about the imp? What do you want to? Um, I don't know. Just like. Is there anything different about it? Uh, you can roll investigation. What What are you looking for in terms of, like, different? Uh, I don't know. Something that might tell us where it came from? Um, roll Arcana. That is a 14. You're, you're not particularly well-schooled in, uh, in sort of uh, these kinds of creatures, nor are you particularly well-schooled in the planes of existence, but what you have read and what you have gleaned here and there, you know that, that creatures such as this are not native to the material plane. Does Cassian know any stories or anything else about these type of imps or anything he's heard through Bardic? Uh, he can roll history. So that's uh, 21. 21. He's certainly heard many tales of imps. Uh, the one that comes to his mind most readily is a, a tale. Uh, it's one of the Prince Madrigan books uh, where Prince Madrigan is uh, set upon by, uh, by fey creatures. So he essentially is wandering through a forest one day and discovers a, a circle of stones. Uh, and when he absentmindedly kicks one of the stones, a portal opens, and uh, from out of it walks a, a dryad as well as some other creatures, and she explains that she is, is from the fae, the fae realm, and that uh, and, and there are many other such creatures there, such as, as uh, blink dogs and displacer beasts and imps and, and all manner of, of other crazy and, and whimsical creatures. And then there's, you know, there's a whole, there's plot and all sorts of stuff that goes <laughs> on. You guys have read Prince Madrigan books. They're all crazy, full of romance and action. But that is, uh, that's sort of uh, what, what jumps to his mind, is that okay. he knows that there are imps in the Feywild. Do I know what the imp meant by cackling Agatha? Roll insight. 16. You have heard the name only once before, and it was in a dream, and you were being spoken to by your patron. He spoke of a being, and he spoke with great vitriol of cackling Agatha. Has not mentioned it since. He's just, he's just like pissed off one just time. Just like that bitch. Pretty much. That, that's. I mean, I. I'm, Should we rest? Yeah, I really I th- yeah. could use some rest. I, I implored uh, to um, Blackbeak. Blackwing. Blackwing. Buckbeak things. Uh, Blackwing. Uh, you know, they, they came upon us. We didn't have a time to actually take a rest here. We were trying to sleep the night so we could uh, move on through your forest. Can we still stay and, and, and try to get some sleep? We're, we're so, so tired. Of course. I, I appreciate that you defend the trees. Please rest. I will watch over you. Thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll have to try to retrieve the horse either in the morning or tonight. I don't know. The one that you sent your, your crow after. Uh, we're just Once we know where he is, we need to go pick him up. Olash feels guilty, but doesn't say anything about the Oh, plan. about burying a javelin in the tree? Or about well, causing it to knock the tree over? Yeah, the plan to to get them to knock trees over. Gotcha. Did someone restake Vin? I was bringing him back over. I'll restake him. So you bring Vin over, you restake him, uh, you rewater the horses, give them all a treat, make sure that they're good. Diesel's obviously still off somewhere. You guys going to bed down? Yeah. I think we need to. I'm, I'm bushed. So you all uh, bed down as uh, Blackwing 
watches over you for the evening. Not he, in the creepy Yarvik way, right? No, 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 not at all. No, he is sort of busying himself just cleaning up. He uh, he's, he's a very large creature, so he's able to, to like take the bodies of the, the beasts and drag them out into the street so they're not in the way, and he begins like replacing divots of grass, and he... Uh, at, when you wake up in the morning, uh, you see the tree is actually standing upright again, um, and back where it was uh, where it was originally. Though the ground around it is somewhat uh, disturbed, but you awake all of you in the morning. You have all your spells back. You are healed. You feel as if in the night uh, he probably aided in healing you somewhat. Uh, so it wasn't just that you slept off your injuries. Um, there is, there was some measure of magical knitting of wounds that, that went on as well. But you all awake in the morning, and he has got a selection of uh, fruits laid out around the... Uh... <laughs> what? I'm trying. Sorry. What's that? <laughs> I had a ladybug on me. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to just get it onto the pencil... Just being it a just wasn't cooperating. Fucking Disney princess over well, And now Blackwing <laughs> saw that, and we're all screwed. Uh, I think it's fine. I don't know where It's probably fine. Uh, Lily will eat it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so he has uh, gotten a selection of uh, fruits out for you. There are uh, apples and pears and, and berries and nuts and things like that that are all sort of around the fire, so you guys have sort of a breakfast prepared for you. And he greets each of you as you wake up. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Good morning. And uh, then you notice that uh, Diesel comes trotting back with a crow flying in front of him holding his reins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was just like, uh uh-oh. And he comes back over and Blackwing walks out into into the street and uh, it takes the reins, allows the crow to land on his shoulder. He takes something out of one of his pouches and gives it to the crow. It's a a snack of some kind. Um, And then he puts his forehead against the the horse's forehead and they they share a moment of some kind. You don't know what's going on. And then he brings it back over and stakes it down next to to Vin and Daybreak. Well, well, sir, uh, we are truly grateful for everything you've done for us. You've been Nothing but a, a kind host and a good ally against strange beasts. Uh, if, if we can ever repay you, please let us know. Of course. They were uh, vile sorts. They knocked down a tree. They they put a large spike in a tree over there. We just kind of look at each other and... Yeah. But either way, th- thank you very much for your hospitality. We, we appreciate it. Of course. I, I just hope that they do not appear again. Same here, and if we see them, we'll let you know. Good. You you continue on today? Yeah. Yes, uh, we, we must be on our way. Going to the mountain. Good. Uh, a, a friend of ours will be coming through at some point behind us. Uh, I've let him know that he should not, you know, mess with any of your, your, your trees or anything else here, but he is, uh, he is like our, our friend Olash, and he will be coming through on another horse, so just to be aware he's following us and he'll be coming behind. Okay. As long as he respects the trees. <laughs> I've made that point quite fervently, which I've said, even though I haven't sent the sending spell yet, but I will. <laughs> right after I'm done with this. Well, good luck on the mountain. It is difficult. Difficult how? 
The mountain is its own beast. It, it is traversable for those with skill, but it is difficult. Do you know of anything that might help us along the way? Or have you heard of anyone that's traversed it that has given clues on making it a little easier? No. <laughs> An honest, honest person. I enjoy. I really enjoy that, actually. There is much to find there, and much that has not been found. Well, we, we have a quest to go there, and we will be on our way. And, of course, the Tash Eskeana. Is that a language that any of us speak, or...? It sounds elvish. Nope, I do. What does that mean? It's not a word. It's a name. What? What? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Uh, they are wood elves. They travel the mountain and maintain. I wonder if this is where the tempered seal went to. Only one way to find out. Um, <laughs> uh, you would know that it is not okay. uh, Versiorsa is not technically part of the Great Forest okay. where the Tempered Steel are but it could still be a somewhat similar group of Wood Elves just not the same well uh, we will be cautious and uh, respectful as we uh, have been before and we will uh, make every way to, to, to our, our destination good good do you require any other help I think we're good. Thank you. I don't, not unless you know of a guide or anything that knows the mountain, but... You I... may want to speak to the Tash Eskeana. Oh, okay. Okay. But be careful. Be careful because... They maintain balance, growth, population... <laughs> okay, uh, that's very insightful and, and helpful. I, I uh, appreciate your help. Cassian, are awfully quiet right now. Um, I, I don't like speaking this much. Thank you very much, Blackwing. We, we do appreciate it. And like we said, our, our friend is coming through, but we'll be on our way. Say hi to your wife for us. I have no wife. Uh, oh. What oh. is wife? <laughs> Uh, it is someone that you're joined to uh, in a loving bond that you spend your time with away from your other duties and that you'd love to have in your life. Just like quick interjection, do we have time to explain marriage to Blackwing? <laughs> I mean, I have a whole right booklet uh, on Gia's marriage principles if you'd like to read through it, but I'm not, I don't, we don't really have time for me to go through the whole ritual. That being said, there are people, you do start by by meeting the person first and getting to know them and... I'll just, and I kind of look over at Olash's direction, and I look back at him. <laughs> he looks at Olash. He looks back at you. Just with this look on his face like, yes, keep explaining. <laughs> really, and then, you know, the uh, when the two know each other better, and they feel a connection, they explore that connection in many different avenues. Okay, we should right, probably yeah, head out. I think out. we should go, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's time for us to hit the road. I do need to uh, send the sp sending spell first before we leave. But Okay. Okay. So I uh, thank you again. I walk over toward the wagon and I get down. I send a sending spell to Kathak, letting him know about 
this forest, what he should not do, and that we're heading toward the mountain now, and listen to Blackwing, don't mess with him. Okay. Okay. Um, so don't, you, don't mention that Olash may have something for him. But. Probably smart. <laughs> um, so you uh, go to the wagon, you send that spell. Meanwhile, the rest of you all are, are cleaning up your camp, uh, rolling up your bedrolls, making sure you have all your things, uh, resaddling the horses and, and re-yoking the oxen and all of that. Uh, and you get your caravan ready to move. Uh, any parting words for Blackwing? He's just sort of been standing off to the side watching you all. He seems somewhat fascinated by people. You kind of get the feeling that, like, he doesn't... He really doesn't interact with people this much. Ever. Um, so he's, he's like, very interested in what you all are doing. I just say thank you. And I hope to see you again someday. Uh, I walk up to him and I clap him on the shoulder and I say, May Aegea's light be with you. On your travels or where you go, you cannot reach his shoulder. <laughs> He's about eight feet tall. I'm grabbing around the waist and you know, okay. pat him aside. And then on the other hand, I'm handing touching his knee. <laughs> and I'm handing him up a pamphlet of about a Uh He takes it similarly to how he took the business card that Cassian gave him, where he just takes it in his hand and holds it at his side as if he does not know what to do with it. Feel free to read that on your own time when you want. Okay. Um, Ildev is a little frazzled. So she just kind of says, thank you, and then, like, hurries away, but then stops and turns around and blows him a kiss. <laughs> Aww. He grins Aww. when you do that. And he, uh, very similarly to when you first saw him, he, he looks at you all as you're, you're sort of riding off onto the road, and he just waves with his big dopey smile and his big gentle-looking cow eyes uh, as you all ride off. Uh, and then maybe about a minute or so later, uh, you hear this sort of loud poof from behind you. Uh, and in a, a flash of green light, you see a very large crow flying up into the air and, and down, the, uh, down the road to the west, the opposite direction. Cassian starts to like fervently write down lyrics to a song about Blackwing in his book. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and you travel on. Uh, it's about 10 o'clock in the morning or so at this point. In moving down the road, the, the rest of your trip is uneventful. Uh, the road is still very well kept and very clean. Uh, it's easy to follow the path. The weather is good for the moment. Um, and you travel farther, farther on. Uh, and uh, you know what? That's where we'll end this episode. It's a convenient place. Thank you for listening. We always tell you to follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, but have you ever wondered what all the things are? Why, they're Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Those are literally all of the things. You can also check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. Up top, we mentioned our review drive, and now, guess what? We're gonna mention it again. We're having a review drive. Review us on anything, screenshot it, and email that to improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com along with your address, and we'll send you a sweet sticker. These stickers are so sweet, you guys. Like, oh my god, they're so sweet. And if you want to get even more awesome swag, head to patreon.com slash iwvtcast and consider donating to get a smattering of cool stuff that you just can't get elsewhere. 
The improvised weapons theme, fight music, and outro were written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can check out Adam Rabin's fun new EP, One of a Kind, on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. Tune in next time as the party reaches Verisayorsa and begins to search for the cave. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife Production.